You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 300. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome to this very, very special episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and you may not have noticed it when you hit play on your podcast player, but this is our 300th episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. Now, I know with a lot of my clients, they spend a lot of time thinking about where they want to go, the goals that they want to achieve, and often not enough time looking behind them and seeing how far they've come. And I think this is a tendency, I had this tendency as well. It's like, I'm always looking ahead. What's coming? What's next? Where do I want to go? And I just want to take a moment to look back and to celebrate how far this podcast has come. We have over 4.5 million downloads now of this podcast, and I've consistently podcast every week since we started back in October of 2018. 300 episodes. And let me tell you, I I remember having the thought when I started the podcast of like, what if I run out of things to talk about? What if, what if I don't have any more ideas of things to be able to talk about on the, on the podcast? And obviously that hasn't happened because every week, like clockwork, we've put out an episode um, since 2018. And I am really darn proud of that fact. So this is me celebrating you for being here, celebrating me for being consistent and being able to, to put this podcast out. And it's been such a, an amazing experience. Um, I, I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but for any of you who haven't heard this, this story, I knew for a very long time that I wanted to do a podcast. It was something that was kind of like in the back of my mind, on my heart, but it, like I knew it wasn't the right time, like right when I first started my business. And I, I think that asking ourselves the question of like, what is the right time is actually, a, and, and how will I know if something's the right time is a really important question to ask because I do hear people using that as an excuse to like not get started. Like it's, it's not the right time. Oh, it's not the right time. But then it never becomes the right time, right? It's just a way to kind of push off things that are scary, maybe. And so I think that if you are in a season, and I do believe in seasons of your life, if you are in a season where it doesn't feel like whatever it is, is the right time to go after it, a good follow-up question for yourself is how will I know when it's the right time? Or what will the right time look like? Or what needs to be in place so that I can make it the right time, right? I think that that's a really great way to, to um, make sure you're not giving yourself an out of something that may feel scary. And for me, there was just things that I needed to put in place with my business to be able to be able to consistently record week after week after week. For for those of you who don't have something that you have to put out like content every single week, that can be really, really intimidating to week after week have to come up with content and be able to put it out. And I knew that I needed to have things in place in my business in order to be able to do that. So I remember very clearly, I was in the shower one day and you know how our best ideas um, sometimes come in the shower. And it was like this lightning bolt. I, I don't even remember what I was thinking about. It hit me and was like, okay, 
you have the things in place. It's time to get started. Like it's time to birth the podcast. And I very quickly was like, yep, you know, we have the things in place. I can, I can commit to, to completing content and putting it out there every single week. And I just got started. And I did a poll recently on my Instagram account and I asked how people listen to podcasts. Like if you, have you found the podcast recently? Are you one of those people who just like picks up where we're at and just kind of starts listening from, you know, the most current episodes? Or are you somebody who like goes back to the very beginning of the podcast and listens from like episode one, right? You want to start at the beginning and you want to listen through all the episodes. And I was floored the number of people, I think it was like 50, 50, 50% of the people go back and they start with episode one and then start listening from the very beginning. And that made me cringe a little bit because I didn't know what I was doing back then. I mean, I still feel like I'm winging it a lot of times today, but like I go back and I listen to those episodes and part of me just cringes because I was doing it messy. I was just putting it out there. I was not making it perfect. I, again, I didn't really know what to do to have a podcast. I just hit record and and started putting things out there. And that's how I encourage a lot of people to do things is like, do it messy, make it imperfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just you'll get better over time, right? Practice makes perfect. You have to get those reps in. And so I think about those first couple of episodes, really the first like 30 episodes were just like me getting practice and learning this thing and getting better at it. And so I cringed a little bit inside when I heard that a lot of you guys go back to the very beginning of the episodes because I go back and I think, oh, I could have done that so much better. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that polished and and things like that, but I got to put that out of my mind and just uh, be grateful that you're here and remind myself that even the podcast that I don't feel like are the most professional or the best edited or whatever, still have a lot of really valuable content. So I am just glad you're here, whether you're starting to listen right now or you started with me years ago and have listened to every single podcast I've ever put out. I am very grateful that you are here with me. So as we were coming up on this milestone podcast, I talked with the team and I said, hey, we need to do something fun and unique and special for episode number 300, right? It's a milestone. It is just like a a funny number, but it is a milestone number. And and I wanted to do something a little out of the ordinary, a little bit fun for this podcast episode. And so what we came up with was what I thought was a really fun idea was to reach out to 10 of my friends, all who have been on the podcast throughout the last 300 episodes and ask them one very simple question. And the question was this, what is your best tip for successful weight loss. And that's it. I just wanted them to answer that question in a voice memo and then they send it to me. And now I'm going to share those on the podcast. So what we have done is compiled the top 10 best tips to be able to have successful, sustainable, long-term weight loss from people who know what they're talking about. Because these are my friends, these are coaches, these are people who are in the industry. And I mean, between the 10 people, they have thousands and thousands of hours of experience with clients, thousands of clients that they've worked with. And you're going to get a little bit of a unique perspective from every single one of them. These tips are awesome. So I want you to take notes because I think that some of them will really resonate with you. And even if you only take one of the tips from the 10 that are presented by my friends, I guarantee you take that one tip and you start to put it into practice, it will make a difference for you. So without further ado, We're going to roll into the top 10 tips to be successful with long-term sustainable weight loss. Hey guys, this is Andrea Fawcett from Mommily Fit. My best tip for weight loss would be 
this is going to sound probably really boring, but to set up a system for it. And you're probably like, eh. But before you skip forward, just, just give me one second and listen to this. I think the first question to ask yourself is, what am I looking for when I say I want to lose weight? Like, what am I trying to accomplish? Is it, are you just chasing that number on the scale that you saw in high school? Are you trying to look like someone else? I think we need to get really, really clear on what it is that success looks like to you so that you can know what system you need to set up to get there and whether or not it's realistic for you. Number two is then to break down what would need to happen to get to that goal that you want. And then ask yourself, am I willing to do these steps every single day? Because maybe you're not and maybe you are, right? So just being like, okay, how fast, how realistic, am I ready to commit to this every single day? And then once you get clear on what it is you're willing to commit to, find someone to hold you accountable, whether it's a friend, sister, brother, uncle, partner. Don't make it harder. Motivation doesn't just stay around forever. You need to set up a system, an accountability system for someone to help hold you accountable to those things you said you were going to do. It will make your life so much easier, I promise. And then just a little last bonus tip in there is if you're able to, I would hire a coach to help hold you accountable. You got this. Believe it's possible for you. You can see the success you want to see. I promise so much of it is going to come from the way you set your goal. Nothing's inherently wrong with you if you've set a goal and failed before. We all have. But it's all about how you set that goal and how you create a system of success for you to lose the weight you want to lose. Hey, it's Audra Davis with Unconformed Wellness and a previous student of Amber's. Release the timeline. If you are making changes daily and building upon those and loving yourself in the same way that you love those around you, you're going to build on your progress and you are going to see results. So let go of that timeline and be open to other things that could help you see the progress that you need. So I would recommend looking at other holistic measures that could help your body reach homeostasis. Hey there, my name is Elizabeth Dahl. I am the owner at awomanofwellness.com. You can also find me over on Instagram at awomanofwellness. And I host a podcast called The Woman of Wellness Podcast. And I'm really excited to be sharing some of my top tips for sustainable weight loss with you today. And one of the things that I love to teach my students and my clients, a little secret I call it, is that your ability to be successful with weight loss long-term actually first lies in your ability to maintain your weight. Because weight loss and long-term weight loss is all about sustainability. Your ability to keep the weight off is more important than your ability to actually lose it, right? We can do that. We've been there. So how do we prime our bodies to get to a place where we can lose the weight and keep it off? And I thought I would share three steps or tips that I teach my own students and clients to help them get their bodies in a place prepared for weight loss and to enter a stage of weight loss. The first tip is having consistency with nutrition. What do I mean by this? This means that you are consistently honoring your hunger and fullness levels. 
You are learning how to meet the needs of your body and not overeat and not undereat, right? We are finding ways to meet those needs right in the middle. So that's the first tip is to learn those hunger and fullness cues for your body so that when we enter a weight loss stage, we can put your body in a slight deficit and you know what it feels like because you are in tune. The second tip is to have a nutrient strategy. We also need to make sure that we're getting the right kinds of foods in our body. So it's important to understand macronutrients and what role they play in our body and how we can get a good balance of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins at each meal so that our body can do the job that it needs to do. When we have those nutrients, our body works like a well-oiled machine and can release the weight when we're ready. And it also supports us in showing up. It gives us energy. It allows us to do what we want to do with our body. Tip number three is when we are stepping into a weight loss stage, we are looking for ways to fine tune and limit the excess. Fine tune those nutrients and look for ways to tweak calories. Because when you're in a weight loss stage, you're in a deficit. So you need to learn what is extra, right? Is this extra for me? How can I tweak this? How can I drop a little bit of extra? In order to have successful long-term weight loss, we need to be able to be consistent with nutrition. We need to understand that we get, we try to get as many nutrients in the meals that we can, and then fine-tuning according to our goals, according to the weight that we want to lose. And then when we're done with the weight loss stage, we can return confidently knowing that we can maintain the weight we've lost because we have those habits in place. Hello, hello. This is Kim Schlag from Kim Schlag Fitness. I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach for women over 40. Congratulations, Amber, on 300 episodes of Biceps After Babies Radio. That's a big accomplishment. Here is my best tip for weight loss success. Lean into the idea of practice. You're practicing eating more protein. You're practicing being a person who takes a walk after dinner. You're practicing eating vegetables with most meals and on and on. This lens of practice helps you to stay the course in times when you don't do the desired behavior because there's nothing wrong. You're not, quote, off the wagon. You're practicing. And practicing inherently means you won't get it right 100% of the time. That's the expectation with practice. Imagine if you were practicing playing the piano. Would you expect to never hit a wrong note? Of course not. Like, how weird would it be if you sat down at the piano in your first weeks or months of lessons and played every note correctly? That's just not going to happen. And as an adult, you wouldn't throw the book down and slam the piano shut and think, ugh. I'm just never going to be able to do this. Why do we expect that when it comes to learning how to lose weight? 
successful weight loss doesn't hinge on perfect streaks. You don't have to string together an unbroken chain of days where you hit your macros and hit your steps and do your workouts to see incredible results. Those moments when you don't do the desired behavior are opportunities to reflect on how you will handle a similar situation moving forward. And that is powerful information you just gathered. It's that practice and reflection that will lead you to not only successful weight loss, but long-term weight maintenance. Hey guys, it's Natalie Jelani and Heidi Bollard and we're Butter Your Macros. (laughs) Today we're going to be giving you our best tip for successful weight loss and of course since we can't do one, we're going to give you three. (laughs) All right, here we're going to dive in. Number one. If you have to inherently change who you are uh, in order to get to your goals, it's going to be, you're going to crash and burn. So you the, the first thing you need to do is assess your lifestyle and see where you can make some healthy, tweak, healthy tweaks or swaps. And especially if you think that your current version of you is the worst and like the whole reason you're in this situation is because of your current life, it's going to be a disaster. I guarantee you you're doing way better than you think you are. So with the assessment that I was talking about, if you spend more time working against yourself than for yourself, it's never going to work out really well. So a successful tip is figure out who you are. Do you like to go out on weekends? Do you have time to even cook during the week? What does exercise look for you in a realistic way? Um, Going from zero to a hundred is never going to feel good. So remember, you are great as you are, but with a few tweaks, you could have a successful fat loss phase. Exactly. Number two, start small. So after you've done this assessment, look at where, where you can make some changes. Going to bed 15 minutes early, working towards a larger protein goal, um, getting your steps up. What's easy for you to do, what's hard for you to do, start with the easy things. Yeah, and make a list. And it doesn't have to be all these little details like, oh, I wonder if I should take creatine and BCAAs, but you're not even working out yet. We want to figure out what is easy for you and what is hard for you because the easy things you can kind of put to the side, but the hard things we can tackle first, right? First and foremost, those big rocks you hear about. But we will tell you this, If you're not prioritizing sleep and your stress management, it's almost seriously pointless to be in a fat loss phase. Exactly. Processing stress is best done through through, um, exercise. So if you are trying to decide between starting a calorie deficit and incorporating exercise, definitely choose exercise, not because it's going to get you closer to fat loss, but because it is so good for your stress levels. And trying to be in a calorie deficit is a stress of its own. So if you don't have methods for processing the stress that you go through day, day after day, you're going to end up emotionally eating or having a really hard time getting to where you want to go because stress impacts your behavior. And it is a, there is such a real thing as a stress spot. When you have elevated cortisol levels, guess where it all goes? In your midsection. <laughs> and number three, make it fun versus I hate myself and I can't wait till this is over to feel better. If it doesn't feel good, you're not going to want to do it. Exactly. Your results are going to be as good as the process feels. And we're not saying that you're going to be in a calorie deficit and like loving every second, but if you make it fun, get curious, start from a place of wonder versus judgment, you're going to enjoy this process a lot more. Exactly. How can I make this easier? How can I make it more fun? And good luck. Hi, this is Lily, B singer of Lily Eats and Tells. If I had to give one tip, it'd probably be and I can't help but attribute it to macro counting since that's the way that I think and the way that I write my recipes. Um, But regardless, I think repeating meals that you love 
simplifies that process of staying consistent um, with the goal of weight loss. So whether you're counting macros or not, I think finding some meals that you really love and are also like they're they're in the middle of this perfect um, Venn diagram, you know, where they meet your needs. They're filling and satisfying like mentally and physically like you feel you're like excited to eat it and you feel like it lasted long enough and filled you up in that way but also physically fills you up so you're not reaching for something right after um but also tastes super good not just like oh it's filling but I don't love it I wish I was eating a cheeseburger you want to really love what you eat and the more meals that you kind of um put together and and save in this arsenal of your favorite meals. Um, the more that you figure out like that and you realize like, ooh, when I eat that for lunch, I'm super satisfied. I look forward to it. I love it so much. I'm not dreaming of eating something else. I just want to eat that. Um, and it also fits within these these boundaries that I'd like to help me with my goal, whether it's specific macros or just sort of like a calorie idea or if it's none of that, if it's just sort of the kinds of foods that are that are in your meals that make you feel good. If it fits those rules you have or boundaries or qualifications, whatever you want to call them, and it's delicious and satisfying and filling and all those things, um, then it's just so much more likely that you can sustain this plan, you know? If you know you've got a handful of those meals and you can plug them in and eat them consistently, it's not like you have to eat the same thing every day, but I just think it can be super helpful to like repeat those meals so you can just kind of have successful days, multiple days a week where you nail your goals because you simplified by repeating meals. What's up, you guys? My name is Nikki Stott, and my best tip for successful weight loss is that consistency is key. Look, you guys, experiencing a sustainable weight loss, fat loss, it's not about drastic taking drastic measures or applying quick fixes or what I like to personally say expecting to to pop your body into a microwave and out in 30 seconds becomes a toned body it's not gonna happen instead it's all about making small manageable changes to your eating habits to your lifestyle and sticking with them over the long term so think of it like this Each and every single day that you make a commitment to yourself that you want to get in better shape, that you want to lose weight, that you want to start working out, if you do one thing that is in alignment with that goal on a daily basis, that is a win. That is something more than what you've been doing for the last months, two months, three months, year, X, Y, and Z that you found yourself in this position where you are not happy and need to make a change, right? So you are making and doing but creating, you know, actionable steps day in and day out that is in alignment with those goals that you want to accomplish. And that is a win. And the more that you do those wins on a daily basis, moving forward for days, weeks, months, they are all going to compound on each other. And that is how you are going to get the results that you want of losing weight. Now, Combining, you know, that effort, though, you have to be eating the right foods, you have to be aware of the foods that you are eating, how you are fueling your body, you need to be participating in regular physical 
exercise, whether that be strength training or what's ever in alignment with the goals that you're striving for. And ensure that along the way you are adjusting your habits and your routines in a way where you can maintain this for the long run, right? Like so many people try and get into a new lifestyle that they've never done before. And they try to change a hundred, hundred things expecting to see X result in seven days. Well, this is something that you can expect that you're probably going to fumble over a lot in those first seven days because those hundred things can't be all managed so quickly in that time span. So what is it that you can, that you're just adjusting that's different from the habits you had, right? Whether that be you're throwing out everything that's in your house that doesn't support these new goals that you have in terms of food and you're replacing them with new food, right? And you're making new habits by eating the new foods on a regular basis. You're making new routines to eat better things on a regular basis. Same thing goes with your workouts. Don't plan to go zero to a hundred in the first week of you trying to stick to a workout plan that you didn't do a week before or months before. It's just setting yourself up to feel defeated early on in the process, which may cause you to not continue on with those goals for the long term. So take it step by step and just adjust things as you go and making sure that this is something that you are able to maintain for the long haul. This is how you turn it into a lifestyle. This is how you turn into something that can be created for the long term for yourself. And then remember the last thing I'm going to say on top of like all of this, like consistency is key. Remember that, you know, it's not about being perfect all the time, but rather staying committed and getting back on track if you ever do stray from your plan. Okay, you're, you're not, you're not going to be consistent 100% of the time, but if you are a consistent majority of the time, then you are winning, right? So think about it like this, in a year span, if you are consistent of upwards of like 85%, that's probably like you missed maybe like seven weeks of the year. I don't know, don't correct me wrong on my math, I maybe could be wrong, but seven weeks out of the year is a long time to be inconsistent. However, you need to be traveling and vacations and X, Y, and Z. But when you look at it after a year and you're like, oh, I was consistent 85% of the year, you are winning, okay? So the main thing here is that consistency is key. That is my biggest and best and most important tip for a successful weight loss. Hello, this is Lindsay Matthews or Trainer Lindsay, as you might know me on social media. My biggest weight loss tip really has to do with consistency and patience. So it can be easy to fall off track and then throw in the towel and end up spending the rest of your week or the rest of your weekend just eating all the chips, cookies, you know, cereal, ice cream, whatever it is. But the key here is when you go off track is to not beat yourself up over it and just get right back on track with your next meal or at the very least the very next day. And then you're really going to keep yourself from, you know, spiraling and just falling way off the wagon or whatever you want to call it. Try to not think in terms of like, I failed or I messed up or I fell off track and now I'm getting back on. I want you to see these setbacks as a totally normal part of your journey. And it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It's just something that, you know, it's inevitable. Everyone's going to mess up, you know, go off track a little bit sometimes, but the key is getting right back on track and having that overall general consistency long-term. And I don't mean a couple weeks, I mean months and years on end. If you really want to see these results and maintain them, you have to figure out how to make this a consistent lifestyle for you. And the second one would just be patience and expectations is 
you know, being patient, knowing that the weight didn't come on overnight, it's not going to come off overnight either. And having that long-term perspective is going to be huge for helping you stay consistent. So hopefully that helps you. Good luck with all your efforts and I'll talk to you guys soon. Hello, hello. My name is Casey Joe Orvitas. I have a PhD in psychology and I'm a health and fitness coach. And my best tip for successful weight loss is to believe that you can lose the weight. Something that I spent years researching at NC State University is growth versus fixed mindset and how that plays a role in how healthy we eat and how often we exercise and ultimately if we can keep the weight off that we lose. And one of the findings that we consistently saw in the mindset lab was that having a growth mindset and actually truly believing that you have the ability to lose the weight and keep it off makes a world of a difference. So I know it's a little bit cliche for me to just say, oh, just believe in yourself. But ultimately, if there's even a sliver in the back of your mind where you don't believe that you can actually do this, then the chances of you self-sabotaging and getting in your own way skyrocket. So the more that you can prove to yourself that you are capable and competent and have the ability to do this for yourself and for the long term, the more likely you are to be successful. Hi, my name is Lesha Holzapple, and I'm a nutritionist specializing in helping career-driven moms shed fat. First things first, a big shout out to Amber for having me on this 300th episode. What an achievement, right? Now for my biggest weight loss tip. Imagine you're about to dive into a weight loss journey and someone hands you a flashy lose weight quick plan. It might look tempting, but here's the reality check. If you can't picture yourself sticking with it two, five, or even 15 years from now, it might be like buying a trendy outfit that's in style now, but you know it's going to end up buried in the back of your closet and you'll never wear it again. This was my story and I wish someone told me this years ago. Back in 2015, I jumped on the keto bandwagon. It worked wonders initially, but I never stopped to think if I could give up pizza nights and ice cream with my kids five years down the road. Spoiler alert, that wasn't happening. Most of the moms that I work with come to me after years of yo-yo dieting, and they never even thought to consider how to lose weight in a way that fits into their lifestyles and how they want to eat or work out forever. Most of them think, oh, I'll just start this diet or workout program, lose the weight, and then I'll go back to my, I'm using air quotes here, normal way of eating. And then they wonder why they gain the weight back and then some. The end result is always weight gain, frustration, and a slower metabolism. See, each time you hop on a diet, lose weight, and then jump off, you're not just shedding pounds, you're also slowing down your metabolism, your body's calorie-burning engine. When you eventually start a new diet, you'll find yourself in a tougher spot. You'll need to cut calories even less and work out even harder just to see the same results that you once achieved with relative ease. I've witnessed this pattern countless times, especially with women who end up barely eating a thousand calories a day and working out like they're training for a marathon, yet they can't shed a single pound. It's a bit like constantly pushing the gas pedal to the floor, but the car refuses to go any faster. Your metabolism becomes more resistant to change, making weight loss an uphill battle. 
So here's the deal. Before you commit to a weight loss plan, ask yourself, can I see myself doing this? Maybe with a few tweaks and adjustments years from now. If not, it's time to rethink your strategy. Successful weight loss isn't about flashy fads or extreme workouts. It's about finding a path that's like a trusty old pair of sneakers. You know, the ones that you won't give up because they're comfortable, reliable, and something you'll stick with for the long haul. Thanks again, Amber, for inviting me to share my biggest weight loss tip. And to all you listeners out there, I wish you all the best on your journey. What's up, y'all? This is Jill Coleman of Jill Fit, and I'm excited to share with you guys some of my uh, insights around sustainable weight loss and sustainable fat loss. So um, just quick thank you to Amber for having me and excited to share this with you guys. So at Jill Fit, we really, we look at two things. Number one, we look at, are we making sure that we're maintaining, if not gaining muscle mass? Because we do know that muscle mass is the most metabolic organ in the body. And so if you have a weight loss goal, if you have a fat loss goal, you need to be number one, making sure that you're taking in enough protein to sustain uh, your muscle mass and potentially even gain muscle mass as well as lifting weights consistently. Now, the key with this too is around whenever we talk about weight loss, especially around sustainable weight loss, we really want to think about um, the training that we're doing to support that. So for example, it's very clear that certain modes of exercise have different impacts on your hormonal situation or what we call your hormonal soup, right? Things like any exercise hormone like adrenaline, noradrenaline, uh, cortisol, growth hormone, testosterone, some of these hormones that are impacted during exercise. Now, there's a clear sort of understanding around weight training creates one specific sort of hormonal soup. It increases growth hormone. Testosterone does, of course, increase cortisol as well, which cortisol is sort of a stress hormone. And the thing with that is that that hormonal soup leads to uh, muscle maintenance, and it also decreases the chances for what we call compensatory responses. Compensatory responses would be things like increased hunger, increased cravings, um, unstable blood sugar unstable, uh, you know, energy and mood, things like that, that make weight loss harder versus doing something like long duration, maybe moderate intensity cardio. If you are not an endurance athlete, we usually recommend that people don't do a ton of like moderate duration, uh, cardio, because what happens is you get to a point they've shown in the research around, it's around 40 minutes that at that point we start to see cortisol, which is a stress hormone become sort of unopposed when we talk about the the muscle building hormones, growth hormone, testosterone, and you really don't want to have this unopposed cortisol. It can lead to compensatory responses like increased hunger, increased cravings, unstable energy, things like that. And if you've ever done a massive, you know, uh, strict diet or restrictive diet, you know that oftentimes it's harder to stay on your plan or to hit your macros if you're constantly white knuckling it because all you want to do is, you know, dive head first into a pan of brownies. So looking at the training that you're doing, that's going to support your eating habits and make it easier for you to stay compliant with your whatever type of eating you do, whether it's mindfulness, moderation, whether it's macro counting. Um, most diets will work if you stick with them, but we want to make sure that we're not wasting wasting muscle. And we also want to make sure the training that we're doing is supporting our eating. And so I know this is, Amber gave you like a two to three minute max. So I know this is a little bit of a higher level 
conversation around hormones, but you want to make sure that the type of training you're doing is going to make compliance with your eating a lot easier. So number one is going to be short duration, higher intensity exercise, uh, definitely weight training focused, and definitely working to the point of muscle failure. And so whenever we talk about weight loss, I can't talk about weight loss without talking about your training because that's going to support your eating habits. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful for you guys. If you have any questions about this, of course, you can reach out to me at Jill Fit on social media, and uh, I'm happy to answer your questions you have there. Thanks for having me. I hope that that was a fun episode for you. I hope that you got something from those tips for my friends. Make sure you go and follow along. They were so generous with being able to give uh, their time, not only the episode that they uh, were on the podcast, because all of them have been interviewed on the podcast, but as well as sending in that voice memo so we could put this little compilation together to celebrate episode number 300. And my last request of you is if whether this is your first episode that you listen to or you've you know been here since the start, if you have not left a rating and review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please take the time to do that now. That is one of the best ways that you can help support the podcast. This is a free podcast, 300 episodes of free content. And one of the ways that you can say thank you for that and to give back is to leave a rating and review. So if you have not done that yet, please do that. Take the time to do that. It really makes a difference for the podcast. I am excited for where we've been and I'm excited for where we're going. Biceps of Our Babies Radio isn't going anywhere. We have lots of fun episodes and lots of exciting things to come. So thanks for being here. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.